Let's look at injuries across the NBA. All 30 teams, maybe under 30 minutes. We'll find out. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and if you can make a ton facing a tennis ball half taped with electrical tape, you probably deserve a call up to Australia. I am also the lead fantasy analyst at basketballmonster.com and you can find me on Twitter as always at redrock underscore b-ball, on TikTok at redrock underscore b-ball, and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NBA and use the code all lowercase locked on NBA for a first deposit match up to $100. Thank you also for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free. We are available on all platforms. Are you? Is your New Year's resolution to be a double banger? 2024, double bang it. Watch the video. Listen to the audio. Subscribe. Operation 80K is in effect. Let's hit our thumbs up and let's drop our comments down below. We are here to talk injuries across the NBA. Remember, the NBA's injury report is an ever-changing chameleon. There's always new things popping up. Um, it's always, always happening. So... I provide this information now and stuff will be different in a day, an hour, a minute. That's what happens. Let's talk about what we know. The Atlanta Hawks, we're starting at the top of the alphabet today. Um, DeAndre Hunter dealing with that non-surgical procedure on his knee. What does that mean? Someone just rubs it? What, what do they mean by that? I never know what they mean. I, I guess injections, injections, yeah. Um, he's back in a, probably a couple of weeks. We do not need to roster him. And when he returns, we will not need to roster Sadiq Bey. I think that is pretty clear. Muhammad Gay, second round pick, he's dealing with that back issue. We're out until probably the end of January. He's not going to play much anyway. Nekara Kongwu missed their last game with an illness. I would expect that he is questionable for their next performance. Watching his role is going to be key as we move forward. And then Seth Lundy hurt an ankle. He was sort of getting some rotation minutes, but this is one of the shallowest for a team that's shit house. They're also one of the shallowest teams as well. They don't even have many young guys. Well, they do. There's AJ Griffin, who they just don't play. Um, and Kobe Bufkin's actually been playing well in the G League. But yeah, they, uh, they're really shallow with their rotation and it, uh, it's not great. It's not great. Boston. Uh, Andrew Holiday is dealing with an elbow injury. He missed the last game. I expect that's a little bit of just maintenance stuff and I don't think there's any concern, but what there has been with the Celtics is a change is that no matter what starter is out, it appears they start Al Horford now, much like they did Bruce Brown in Denver last season. Previously, they'd chuck a Delano Banton or a Slammer Sammy Hauser in there. Now it's just like, oh, we'll just put Horford in there. Everyone else is rather malleable in terms of their position. So that is a change that is worth noting. For the Brooklyn Nets, Ben Simmons, maybe, who knows? I've got absolutely no idea. I think he was out 8th of November is when it started, and we're here two months later after he was going to be out three days, according to his agent, which we rightfully called as bullshit at the time. Um, I have got the 19th of January for Ben Simmons, but honestly, look, he should have been dropped months ago. You do not hold out any hope for him to return. I've just got no idea what's going to happen with that. Lonnie Walker's dealing with a hamstring problem. Maybe the next game, maybe the game after. No idea. He seems to be at the back end of that recovery. I do not believe that Lonnie Walker will continue to be a 47% three-point shooter, nor do I believe that Lonnie Walker and Cam Thomas in that second unit are going to allow each other to thrive at all. So I don't think we need to be caring about adding Lonnie Walker really anywhere. The Charlotte Hornets. Oh, this will be a fun one, won't it? What a great injury report we're going to have here. LaMelo Ball. Um, 
I just should throw a um, yeah, F-I-K in there. And I guess you can work out what F-I-K means. Maybe it's F-I-I-K. Feek. Yeah, feek. Yeah. I don't know when he's coming back. You can figure out what that means. I've got it listed there as the 8th of January. But this shitful, disgusting, half-assed junior college level franchise gives no updates on injuries whatsoever. None. So I don't know. I couldn't tell you. What I do know is that they, they love to bring back guys like Miles Bridges, but they won't give us an update on the injuries. Same for 11 in a row, doubtful legend Mark Williams. <clears throat> yeah, at, the, at the point of me recording this, Williams is actually still doubtful for tonight. That is how shit this franchise is. That game is, what's the time now? It is three hours away, and they're still listing him as doubtful, as they have for the last four weeks. So who knows? And the questions are coming in. Do I drop Mark Williams? It's really hard for me to suggest that because I've got no idea what the injury is, what the time frame is. Because Williams is very clearly a must-roster player if he is playing. And this uncertainty and timeline makes it tough. I would still hold him, but it's getting to a spot where it just continues to sink him. And every day you go, well, it can't be that much longer. And then it just keeps being that much longer. So I don't know, but there is footage of him warming up and hitting threes and throwing down some dunks in practice. So it's got to be close. I would hold. Gordon Haywood. I've got listed out until the uh, 20th of January with a calf strain. We can go ahead and drop him. Of course, every drop recommendation on an injured player presumes that you don't have an open IL slot. That would be silly. Otherwise, you just put him in IL. Uh, Frankie Nilakina, any updates on that? Nah. Does he even exist? Who knows? Uh, 10th of January, I've got there, but that's a complete bullshit number. Um, Terry Rogier is questionable with an illness for today. That is not expected to be a long-term thing. I don't think that it's a Christian Coloco type scenario, but who knows? And I just don't want to talk about this. Um, shit franchise anymore. Let's talk about another shit franchise, but for another reason, the Chicago Bulls. We did get a positive update on Zach Levine. I initially had his return at about the 10th of January, but there is some reports. Well, not a report. It's a legitimate. It's just what happened. He's practicing in the G League, and there's a chance that he could be back at the end of this week, so maybe three or four days ahead of schedule. Do not make any silly moves like dropping Alex Caruso, Patrick Williams, or Kobe White. Yes, these, these guys might be impacted, but let's wait and see how they're impacted. There's no need to make any moves on that whatsoever. None. Vooch, maybe the end of this week as well with his groin issue. They gave us a 7 to 10 day timetable. I'm always going to push on an old bastard with a muscle injury towards the end of that timetable, so 10 to 14 more likely. So while I've got the 8th of January sitting there, it might push a little bit further out. We know what to do. We just rostered the big avocado in his spot and Otto Drummond. Tory Craig until about the All-Star break with a plantar fascia issue. And Honoral Batim with a nose fracture is questionable. Will we ever see that guy play regular rotation minutes? Nope, we won't. The Cavs. Couple of really big ones there, of course. Uh, Darius Garland with his fractured jaw until about the 22nd of January. Evan Mobley with his knee until about the All-Star break. And then Milk and his ankle, another one of the worst injury updates. What what the, What is going on with this guy's ankle? He heard it about game two and then nothing. Th- three months later, what did he do? Did it fall off? We've got robot ankles now. What is happening with this man's ankle? Because they need him. Well, they don't because Craig Porter's better. But I, I, it'd be nice to hear something about Milk, would it be? No, he should actually, so don't worry about it. Um, the Dallas Mavericks. A bunch of a bunch of questionable tags there. Irving, Doncic, Exum, and Curry, all for Monday's action. That The, the Doncic one, I think, is going to persist for a while. He had this quad issue leading into the season. He's been carrying this team hard, and that is going to lead to many questionable tags as we move forward. Kyrie looks like he's ready to return. Exum's got a heel contusion as well, apparently. I don't know where that came from. I don't think that's any sort of long-term thing. And what we will get if Kyrie is back and Doncic plays, an idea of how Exum and Derek Jones fit in. 
Curry's not impacting anyone, but Muxy Kleber's toe dislocation, any updates on that? Nah, just continue to be out. So I'm listing Muxy out until the 9th of January, but that is a very, very soft date that will likely be pushed back further when they um, when they decide that maybe it's a good idea to give us more of an update on it. Today's episode is brought to you by Price Picks. Price Picks is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. It's also the easiest and the most exciting way to play DFS. It's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players pros and sharks with their spreadsheets all going for the same prize. On price picks, it's you against the numbers. Literally, everybody can win every day on price picks. That is as simple as it gets. They put the projections up for individual stats and you look at them and you pick them, more or less. Between two to six of those in your entry and you can win up to 25 times back. So put 10 bucks in, get $250 back. You can go and look at your Steph Curry's points or Jokic's rebounds and Davis and blocks and Lillard and threes. Put them all together into that lineup and see how you go. They've also got the reboot policy. So your entries stay in play if someone gets hurt in the first half and do not return in the second half. It's the only daily fantasy sports platform with that injury insurance policy. So go to pricepicks.com slash LockedOnNBA. Use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. That is pricepicks.com slash LockedOnNBA. The code is LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. PricePix is daily fantasy sports made easy. Okay, we should head in now and look at the next um, team because we've looked at Dallas. I know people will be like, Josh, you sound so entitled. The teams don't actually need to tell you. Um, they don't care about your fantasy team. You're right, they don't. I don't care about my fantasy team either, to be honest. Like, it's it's there. I It's interesting and part of my job is doing this. But transparency in injury reporting, and I don't know if the NBA doesn't really understand this 100%, is that part of the biggest growth of football is fantasy and gambling. And without accuracy in injury reporting... People lose interest in that, and they're not as invested in fantasy and in um, and in gambling. So while they might not, we don't actually care about your fantasy team. Cool, you can say that, and some of the um, the uh, aggressively, I don't know what the right word is. The the beat reporters who are like, huh, they don't care about your fantasy team. Looking at you, Hornets. Well, maybe you should. Maybe they should care about that portion of the community who is actually key to growing the NBA. Maybe they should. So it's not about me feeling entitled or being a whiny bitch about asking for proper injury information. This is actually key to the entirety of the league. And it sounds like, so it sounds like I'm being self-important about my own industry, but it is. It's actually really important for the growth of the league, for the legitimacy of the league, of all of that stuff. And to have that growth and that level of trust through the community... Um, it's just, it's hyper important. And the way that some media and other fans down talk that, it's actually contrary to their own uh, their own benefits or their own, um, their own interests. And I find that really, really strange. Not to mention that the Hornets stuff in particular hurts their own players. It hurts their own players. I don't know what they do. I don't know what the problem is. Anyway, the Denver Nuggets. Pretty clean injury report. Um, Aaron Gordon, dog bite legend. Looks like he's going to be back on Monday, which again... Maybe those injuries perhaps weren't as serious as initially reported, which is great. He looks like he's returning, so Peyton Watson will be out of the uh, out of the stream action there. And Reggie Jackson is listed for them with a calf problem. He's only probable, so he should be all right. Uh, Alf Stewart in Detroit with a toe issue. We got him out until the tenth of twelfth uh, of January. Where he fits when he returns, I don't know. They won a game with. Uh, Obi's coming here. I might bring him across so he can get a little bit closer. 
Obi doesn't normally like coming sitting in here when I'm recording. Normally he goes and sits with his uh with his with his mum with my partner, but she's away. So he's uh he's decided he wants to come and sit in here. He normally hates the idea of me recording, but here he is sitting in here. The big fella. He's here to talk Pistons and, and Alf Stewart. They won that game with Kevin Knox at Powerful. And is Kevin Knox a good NBA player? No, very obviously not. But he is a is he a better spacer and shooter than Isaiah Stewart? Is he a better player than Isaiah Stewart? I, honestly, I actually think Isaiah Stewart is horribly, horribly overrated. Um, so I don't know. I don't know where Stewart fits, but they will almost definitely try and shoehorn him back in as they're starting forward. Everything will look shit again, and then we'll be back at square one. So yeah, we're not obviously rostering Isaiah Stewart. Monte Morris could be back. Well, I say back. He hasn't played. So maybe he returns or makes his debut around the 7th of January, but who knows? And I don't even know if he's going to, well, he's not going to be a big part of the rotation, but I don't know if he's even going to be any part of the rotation. So we don't need to care too much about him. For the Warriors, it's just Draymond Green that's on the injury report at the moment. The suspension could be ending at the end of this week on the 5th of January. That, that's a guess because another issue I have, the NBA, just give a date. You are out this many games and we will reinstate you at that time if you have passed certain conditions. Not like, uh, I guess we'll see. Maybe we'll leak out some timeframes. It's bullshit. It's ridiculous. Anyway, so maybe the 5th of January. Might be the 25th of February for all I know because they won't tell us. Cool. As long as Draymond is out, we can keep rolling Pajemski. Jackson Davis is the starter. Who knows if that sticks? And then John Kaminga. And if Draymond, when Draymond returns, well, we have to reassess how all of that works because it's really unclear which direction they're going to go with it. The Houston Rockets, Dylan Brooksy Brooks is dealing with an oblique strain. I've got him out until about the 6th of January. I do fear that that could be a little bit longer. Amazingly, that's opening up time for Jay Sean Tate and not Tari Eason or Amen Thompson, but that's what it is. Yes, Obi, what's going on? Um, Jabari Smith, they said, oh, he might be out for a period of time. Cool, it's like one game. He's questionable at the moment for Monday's game. Um, so with Smith there, his value, or he was replaced by Jeff Green. What's going on, Obi? I'm about to have an Aaron Gordon incident here as Obi's getting upset at stuff. I might see what's going on with him here. Yeah, so look, Jeff Green filled in. We thought it might be Eason, but apparently they just want to keep Eason on the bench. Now, maybe Eason's still dealing with a minutes limit because of his um his own leg fracture, and he keeps popping up as questionable in the injury report. He's currently questionable at the moment for Monday. I do think that Eason should be rostered, but I also think that we need to calm down our expectations on Tari. There's no guarantee he's a 26, 27-minute-a-night player rest of season. They've shown that they're just not going to do that even at this point. So just need to be cautious about our expectations. For the Pacers, the only guy currently listed there at the moment is the Shark, Bruce Brown. He's doubtful with a knee bone bruise. I don't think you need to hold on to him at the moment. Get that garbage out of here! And then we reassess, is Neesmith going to stick starting? What happens with Heald? What do they do with Nembhard? At the moment, I would have Heald and and Neesmith rostered in 12s. I wouldn't have Nembhard, but we need to assess what they do. Where does Jalen Smith fit into that? Um, and we'll get more information when Bruce does actually return. For the Clippers, just two injuries on that list at the moment. Kawhi with a uh, quad issue that caused him to miss all of last week. He's officially questionable for Monday, as is the cockroach Mason Plumley, who had that MCL sprain. He's questionable to return. I'd expect that Plumley comes back and takes Tice's minutes and then eventually eats a couple out of Zubats, but I don't know. We're not adding Plumlee outside of deeper formats, and hopefully Kawhi is able to return. I do think that he'll be back in this one. Hopefully it's nothing serious. The Lakers and their injuries, Rui Hachimura suffered a calf strain, and then Darvin Ham was like, yeah, we're actually, oh, it looks pretty serious. We're a bit worried about that. So I thought, okay, yeah, it's about three weeks probably for a calf strain. And then another report came out and said, oh, just to clarify on that, um, maybe it's not so serious. So the Lakers, whatever they do, just continues to confuse. 
Anyway, we're not rostering Rui Hachimura. They've got a shocking schedule this week anyway. So we're not rostering Rui regardless. What hopefully this does, if he is out, and I do expect him to be out, um, to open up some stuff for Austin Reeves. But who knows? Why would you want to go to your best lineups? Seems confusing. Uh, Gabe Vincent with a knee problem out to around the All-Star break. D'Angelo Russell and Cam Reddish missed the last game with um, tailbone for Russell and that groin for Reddish, which has been a consistent problem for Cam, which makes me think maybe he didn't sit out long enough the first time. Don't know. Who's to say? We're not rostering Reddish. As for Russell, I don't really know where to go with this. If he's playing 19 minutes a night, he's not rosterable. But if a Hachimura injury is actually here, then maybe we hold on to Dela. I'm very on the fence. Even as a starter, though, his production was dropping and playing 24 a night, and he wasn't being good enough anyway. So for now, he's maybe a soft hold, but I'm not feeling particularly strong about his, um, about his rest of season um, prospects. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. The NFL regular season is wrapping up, but there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook right now. New customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That is $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. This is different. You don't have to place a $5 money line bet, and you don't have to win your $5 money line bet. You just got to place a bet. That is it. It doesn't matter if it wins or loses. You get $150 in bonus bets back. Make a parlay in the Parlay Hub, the best way to find popular parlays. You can parlay that Parlay Hub as well to find new bets in the new Explore tab. And they've also got, you're going to be shocked to hear this, same game parlays that are live. Live same game parlays. So if you are a parlay aficionado, you can go to fanjul.com slash locked on and make your first bet a sports mixed metaphor confusion layup. Even that sentence was confused. That's how bad this uh, copy has got me uh, all riled up. Guys, go to fanjul.com slash locked on. Make your first bet a layup. Fanjul, an official partner of the NFL, and don't forget to gamble responsibly. We're on the home stretch now with teams. Let's talk about the Memphis Grizzlies. At the moment, it is just Brandon Clark and his Achilles. We're expecting March. There are some who think that he might not return at all this season. I, What I do feel really confident about is he's not going to be an impact player in 10, 12, or 14-team leagues. Minutes limit, bench roll, missed games, torn Achilles, lost season. All those things, there's enough of those factors there which make me go, I'm not, I'm just not bothering with that. But as always, if you've got an open injured slot and you can hold someone in, do it. On fan tracks in particular, you have the ability to make ads of players and put them straight into your injured slot. So often if I've got an open injured slot, I'll just go, Who, well, who's the best guy there with an injured tag? Let me just add them, put them on the bench, and if I need that spot, I end up dropping them. I think that's a relatively reasonable strategy. I'm not saying Clark's that guy, but I'm just, as a general rule... That's how I'm uh, approaching the injured slots on fan tracks at the moment. Miami Heat, as always, there's a million injuries here. Jim Butler is out with that foot issue. He has just been a disaster, honestly, with the injuries this season. We hope that's okay. He's, they said they're not giving him an MRI. The x-ray was clean, so it looks to be all right, but he's out again. Caleb Martin sprained his ankle on Christmas. He's still doubtful. Haywood Highsmith with a face problem is... That sounds so stupid. He's doubtful too. Kyle Lowry with a head contusion is questionable, and Joshie Richardson with a back issue is questionable. All of this means that we get that bump for Duncan Robinson. We get the bump for the hottest 100, Jaime Huckers. We get bumps to random players like Jamal Kane. We get Little Chungus Nikolajovic. We get Roderick Hampton starting games. And we still never have an idea of what the hell to make of this rotation on a regular basis. The Milwaukee Bucks, only a couple of guys there. Jay Crowder dealing with a groin, probably middle of January there. His impact will probably be on Connaughton, Portis, and Beasley when he returns, but we'll wait on that. And then Marjan Beauchamp is questionable with an illness for today's game, but that does not matter. The Wolves are clean with injuries, uh, except for Jalen Clark, a two-way guy with an Achilles tear. We're looking at a March return there. 
Uh, for the Pelicans, Ken Murphy the third missed the last game with knee soreness. She never loved that after coming off knee surgery. Murphy still remains a must-roster player, um, but you know, just be aware that your expectation is top 100, not top 50. And then Matt Ryan dealing with elbow surgery. He's going to be out until the end of January, and he's not going to be in the rotation when he comes back. For the New York Knickerbockers, Malachi Flynn was just traded there, but he's dealing with an ankle problem. He might be returning next game. We hadn't really heard any reporting on that ankle injury, but the only chance there, he plays 10 minutes instead of Juice McBride. That's it. Thunder are clean. No injuries for them at the moment, which is great news. The Orlando Magic are getting cleaner, but they're not quite there yet. Markel Fultz, how many false starts is this bloke going to have? Looks like he's returning soon, but we said that three weeks ago. I guess there's a chance for the next game. We're not rostering Mr. Black. In place of him, you could consider adding Fultz, but my hopes for his season are a little bit low. John Isaac's hamstring injury, again, not great. This guy cannot stay healthy. We are not rostering him. And then Joe Ingles with a sprained ankle. has been out for about 10 days now also. That's enabling guys like Caleb Houston to get into that rotation coming off the bench in a few minutes for guys like Gaz Harris there as well. But they are three rotation players who are going to return. It looks like maybe pretty soon. Joel Embiid has missed the last three games last week with an ankle problem. Obviously, if he remains out, we're going to go with uh, Paul Reed. And if Embiid is out, we drop Paul Reed. Jaden Springer, who found a rotation spot early in the season, does not have that spot anymore. Patrick Beverly's got that. This is year three for Springer. And while he's really young, I am losing a little bit of faith in him. I would have hoped that he was able... Now, Nick Nurse is not the biggest um, youth truster out there. I would have hoped that he could establish a role ahead of Patrick Beverly, but that hasn't happened. So I'm losing some faith in him as a dynasty prospect. For the Suns, Nasir Littleface was dealing with an ankle problem as well, apparently. He is actually available to play today. Damian Lee with a knee problems out until about April. And then uh, out of nowhere, we got the injury of Kevin Durant popping up um, with, a, with hamstring soreness. He's missing today's game. That doesn't appear to be anything long term. Hey, we just actually got a report on Mark Williams. Are you ready for it? Mark Williams has made progress in his rehab, but he remains without a clear timetable to return. Cool. What the hell does that tell me? It tells me that he's not doubtful for tonight, and it tells me that this team is an obfuscating, lying bunch of pricks. Sorry. They just are. And, if, and the Hornets are your team. I apologize. But I'm at, part, part of when I shit on teams, it's not about the fan base, unless you're the Raptors, because Canadians suck. Oh, that's well-established, right? But it's me getting angry at the team on your behalf. Now, maybe you don't ask me to do that. That's cool. But it's like I want a better outcome for the teams for the fans. I want the Hornets to be better for the league, but also for their fans, because this nonsense they're serving up is ridiculous. The Lakers lineups, they don't that doesn't serve the fans. It's ridiculous. The Pistons, it's a it's an insult to the fans. It's not about me saying, well, you know what, your team's shit, so therefore by association, you're shit, what a what a LOL you are. Like it's me going, no, I'm here with a small platform, but something where I can say, these teams need to do better because it's not fair on their fans. So I hope that distinction is pretty clear. That I'm not out here telling you that you, know, you're suck, you suck and you should have all this you know, defense. And I get it because when people shit on my team in sports that I follow, I, I, get, what are we talking about? I get it. But I do do it not to shit on the fans. I do it to actually benefit the fans. Maybe it doesn't come across that way. Maybe it's uh, ill-advised. Who knows? It probably is. The Portland Trailblazers. A lot of injuries here. DeAndre Ayton dealing with knee soreness. I'm a little worried about this persisting as long as it has. Obviously, this team is tanking and I would almost guarantee that Ayton is not playing a single game in April and will miss the last week of March. Let's guarantee that. Anthony Simons with an illness. I would say that he's probably not playing a single game in April either. So I don't think he's going to be there. He's dealing with an illness. He's out again today. They should hopefully be returning next game. Shaden Sharp will last longer than Aiton and Simons this season, but he will not play a game in April. Also, is my guess, he's dealing with a groin problem. He was also playing dreadfully before that um, 
before that groin issue uh, popped up, I still would hold him. Aiton's backup, Duop Brief, is dealing with a back issue. They started Moses Brown last game. He played three minutes and never returned. I would be, If they go and start Moses Brown again in the next one, I would be stunned. Like Chauncey Billups has seen him, saw him play for three minutes, but oh, absolutely not. Get this bastard out of here. No chance. So if they go back to starting, we're like, what are you doing? Just start the guy that actually played well in Ibu Baji. And then Jabari Walker is the other option there too. Chris Murray, I'd say he's been really disappointing as a rookie. He's uh, doubt, doubtful with a thumb issue. And Tamani Kamara's knee is giving him problems. He's got knee soreness. Even if I think these guys like Aiton and Simons and Grant don't play end of year, I'm not sure that Kamara would be a must-roster 12-teamer. I'm just not sure how good his fantasy game overall actually is. The Kings uh, are clean injury-wise, which is good for them. Pretty clearly. The Spurs, Zach Collins dealing with a two to four week ankle injury. I'm just going to, they're not going to rush him back. So that is going to put him out for most of January. That means Sandro Mamakalashvili is going to get backup minutes and some starting opportunities on back to backs. They don't have a back to back for another week or 10 days, I think. So when Wembenyama's out, this 24 minute limit for Wembenyama is absolutely insane. It's ridiculous. Um, and again, I'll call the Spurs out for shit shenanigans they've been putting on the last couple of years. Mamakalashvili and Barlow could have some really interesting stream value over the next month. The horse, Kelton Johnson, moved to the bench. Missed the last game with a back issue. Now he's probable, so he should be returning. But is he a 25-minute guy or a 33-minute guy? I'd say it's pushing closer to 33. But some of his old habits have returned playing in that bench role, which is not ideal for fantasy value. For the Toronto Raptors, Christian Coloco with um, just one of the most... I don't even know. Apparently, it is long COVID, but this man is just getting rooted on the reg by an illness and it's not played. They could probably use him now that Precious Achura isn't there because you don't want to rely upon Chris Boucher, but he's not available. And look, I've never seen an injury report with two least consequential players on it, Garrett Temple and Christian Coloco. Garrett Temple apparently is in the NBA and he's questionable, so that's cool. The Utah Jazz, no current injuries. The There is maybe some sort of injury in terms of determining what the lineups are, but that's where we're at. And then for the Wizards... It's only the Italian cock, Daniel Gallinari, dealing with some back issues. With him out, they play Mike Muscala as the backup center. And I'll say it again. I'll say it every week. I know that your team might have some injuries in fantasy. There's not that many injuries in the NBA at the moment. So as much as I can shit on things in terms of injury reporting and that sort of stuff, in term, and everyone has this real recency bias. Man, it might just be me, but it feels like injuries are worse than ever this season. It's 100% not. I can, I can, I don't actually, maybe I should get the data on this, but it's just not like, there's just not that many guys on the injury report. There were times in previous seasons where, now in my new format here, I've got room for six lines of data. I used to have eight on the old one, on the, on the big full screen. Um, and sometimes I'd use two pages for teams. I used six for one team, and that was the Blazers, and that included like Duop Reith and Chris Murray. There's just not that many injuries happening in the NBA. Again, people will debate that, I know. But I think it's, I think it's actually all right. But it, it sucks if you have like three of your top six picks injured. That's just some shitty luck. And that is the end of today's show. We did get it done in under 30 minutes. So congratulations to me and congratulations to you. And if you want to be a double banger and give an extra congratulations, go ahead and hit subscribe on the video. Hit the thumbs up and leave your comments down below. And if you're on audio, you follow it, you share it with your friends, all of that stuff, guys. Have a great start to the 2024 calendar year and a great week for week 11 in fantasy. We are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.